everyone, welcome to 99 Potions, the Invite's premier RPG podcast where we get together every week to talk about RPGs. I am your host, or well, one of your hosts, Natalie Flores, research contributor of fanbite.com. And today with me, as always, I have my wonderful co-hosts, uh, Steven Strom, managing editor. Hello, I'm just uh, running through the world right now, rising up, you might say, to the Gamers challenge. Gamers rise up, yeah. That's me. <laughs> Steven Strom. Gamers rise up, Steven Strom. Gamers rise up. I'm always saying this. Yes, absolutely. And I know that a steadfast champion of the Gamers Rise Up mantra is one John Warren, editor Hi. at large, head of media, editor of head media. As editor, editor, now, editor of okay, now editor of head is probably that's not going in a I different could, direction. I could probably not put that on my LinkedIn, but I'm gonna ask about it. Um, a different kind of rise. Yeah, I'm watching one of these little guys ride a dog. It looks like in this demo, yeah. so I've got a lot of questions. Uh, yes. But yeah. And today to help us answer those questions is a wonderful Merritt K, the other Monster Hunter expert on fanbite.com along with Steven. So we have two Monster Hunter experts here today. Hello, how are you? How, howdy, part. Oh wait, no, she's not in this one. No, she, she's <laughs> um, in the movie. Bart Simpson didn't make it into this one either, I don't think. He's also in the movie though. So, you know, people really? know him. Yeah. That movie, hey, that movie takes, came out, huh? Yeah, that movie yeah. came out. Yeah, and then, wild. And then got taken down. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna down. say, are we talking about the movie that got like banned in China? Yeah, it got turbo, <laughs> turbo canceled over one of the dumbest jokes I've ever seen make it into a motion picture. So good yeah. job, yeah. good joke. good job, y'all. Yeah, it's like unbelievable. Anyway, but you know what else isn't a joke? What Monster mm. Hunter, Hunter Rise, Rise, the new installment in this. Acclaimed series from Capcom that has yeah. been going on acclaimed for series, approximately six hundred years. <laughs> the yeah, the house that Rockman built. Absolutely, it, it, it has supplanted Mega Man as the most popular Capcom series or most popular Capcom game of all time. Wait, was which is crazy to me? Was Mega Man the most popular one? At some Before? point, I have to imagine it was. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Or or Street Fighter, but it's Street Fighter, yeah. Like the sales figures on World, I feel like was the last time I was on this to talk about Monster Hunter. Also, yeah, I think so. I yeah, because so. we talked about this yeah. then. So just go back to that episode. It's a good and, one. Um, and we don't want to talk about Monster Hunter one. World today, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> first the first. I mean, one we're going to have to talk about it because we have to because yeah. Rise is interesting to me because like I am one of those people who. When, you know, one of those people who uh, <laughs> one of those, one of those who only started playing with World, which is, I think, at this point, about ninety percent right. of the Monster Hunter player base. Yeah, like, I was gonna globally. say. <laughs> I, I would guess that, like, outside of Japan, at least, the vast majority of Western players of this series uh, either have only played World or got in at World and then went back and played some other ones. Right. Obviously the other games that came out on like the the PlayStation and like Nintendo consoles like did okay, but like nowhere near like World. Right. Yeah. And so Rise is in this weird position now where like you know, I think a lot of longtime fans were are kind of like some of them are sort of lukewarm on parts of World because they're like oh it moves away from like a lot of the traditional aspects of the series um and then also like rise being on the switch 
doesn't look like world. No. Like it doesn't have the, the it doesn't look as like quote re- like realistic or whatever. So that's also like a sticking point I think for people who were brought into that game because of how gorgeous world is. So it's in this really weird position where it's like it's a new monster hunter but it's kind of like as far as I can tell basically like a new monster hunter portable. Yeah. Trish. I would say is that so. Fair to say? Yeah, I would say like from a presentation perspective, it's very much in the vein of the the older like the 3DS games, basically, um, and to a lesser extent, the Switch game. Right. Uh, it's the one map that we've seen so far is like a lot flatter. Yeah. It's less like dense. It's less vertical, which is kind of disappointing to me because that's one of the things I really loved about World. Um, but it's not going back to like the the old style of like rooms in no. areas it's still uh, like still a big interconnected area right yeah mm-hmm. uh, that was I definitely a, mm-hmm. that was definitely a question i had because like I, the first one i played of these was uh monster hunter try um oh. or or three uh as it is also known uh which was we and then 3ds um mm-hmm. and i bounced off of that really quick i played it i was like oh, i get why perverts like this but it's not for me and then um john and predicting then, that he would work with steven strum even all the way back then <laughs> in the way days <laughs> and then uh then i played world and it was a a different thing but th- the fact that rise kind of moves away from it almost makes me more intrigued to try it um because i'm like well maybe i just didn't really have like I don't know the, 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 I don't know the mind for this thing when I tried mm. it the first time. Um, but now, uh, as I think we all are, we're all branching out into new games and genres yeah. and I don't know. I'm, I'm yeah. I love Dark Souls now. Shot. Yeah. Thanks Very Monster Hunter. <laughs> Monster Hunter is how I got into Dark Souls. Gateway drug. Um, well, also I do want to, sorry, go ahead. Not only. Uh, I was going to say lucky for you, John, you can actually try out. Monster Hunter Rise because today we're talking about the Monster Hunter Rise demo. That's why we've all congregated together to talk about Monster (laughs) Hunter. Um, So this was all like some really great context as to the expertise going on in this panel. Um, Because at least for me, I'm a total newbie to Monster Hunter. Um, Really, everything that I know is from these podcasts that we've done. Um, So let me just like set the stage a little for Monster Hunter Rise and then we can get into like the the nitty gritty of like kind of like an audio review of your experiences with the demo. Um, So Monster Hunter Rise is an action RPG that will transport players to the colorful Kimura Village, an all-new serene mountain locale that attracts visitors with its unique culture and innovative hunting technologies. After hunters equip their armor and select from one of the various weapon types, all-new hunting grounds await, including the ancient shrine ruins and more. Um, It is coming out on March 26, 2021, which is why a demo was just recently released on the Switch. Um, And interestingly, the game will debut new hunting partners called Palamutes, personalized and writable canyine, like spelled as can-y-n-e, companions that will provide players with a new set of attack options, while feline with l-y-n-e palicos will return as support characters for actions like healing. And so I yesterday I watched uh, the wonderful folks at Eurogamer uh, play through the demo, and the first thing that struck me was the monster design of that there's there's this one monster that like shoots kind of like near balls if yeah, I, if I make it, yeah yeah bubbles um 
the design is so pretty and it looks so fun to play as a multiplayer. And I, I know I have to get to Monster Hunter once my bandwidth is open and I am free from school. Um, but I am really excited to hear you all talk about this demo because it seems like it is resonating really well with players. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it seems, I mean... It it seems pretty cool to me. I think like you touched on the thing that I'm maybe most excited about. I thought the addition of the Palico co um, companions and world was like such a cool feature that I really, really liked. And the fact that they basically expanded it with the Palamutes and the Palicos basically joining you at the same time. Like I don't love mm, playing most games multiplayer. I'm getting, I'm getting better about that. Like, especially because I work with people I enjoy playing games with, which is just weird and rare. It makes for me. all the difference. Uh, it makes a huge difference. But I, if if I hadn't been into that, the fact that like I've got these two kind of permanent companions that go with me on these adventures is really appealing to me. So I guess my first question for Steven is like how how does that feel to have these two uh, like companions with you kind of all the time? <clears throat> it's definitely, uh, the, I mean, the Palamutes are completely new to this, uh, like, entry in the game. Previously, you yeah. just had Palicos. The one interesting thing that they've really done here that uh, I think is a big bonus that ties into the multiplayer aspect of things is that in previous Monster Hunter games, if you went on missions with people, you could only bring your buddies with you on, like, certain layouts of teams so if you had mm. two people with you or if you were playing solo you got to bring your your crew if not uh if you were playing with three or four people it was just all of you together for balance reasons whereas now if you're playing with four hunters total everybody gets to bring their people like they get to bring their buddies their dog or their cat which cool. yeah it it adds like this element of like i i think um making them a more important part of your loadout and you're like you know a more permanent part of your hunting experience which i think is like really important because it makes them feel more like they're actually your real companions in this case right. um yeah if you are playing in two player or in one player uh you get to bring two with you so you can mix and match you can have two dogs two cat or two cats or one of each oh wow okay i didn't know that Ooh. that's cool yeah um, and that's actually closer to what the older games allowed too. the older games in, in Monster Hunter World. You had basically your one Palico and that was it right in the yeah. previous games. It wasn't like Pokemon breeding exactly in terms of like it, it was basically Pokemon breeding. Actually, it wasn't uh, presented in that same way. It was like presented as training them. But from a mechanical perspective, it worked very similar where you had a camp that you would return to. And there would be like a lady there called the Meowstress, I believe her name was. And you could train of different. Yeah, like, oh uh -huh. <laughs> the Meowstress. Uh, all of the Palicos in the Monster Hunter franchise have great like pun names that are all plays on like cat names. There was like one sure. that's like a musketeer named D'Artagnan. Yeah. D'Artagnan, yeah. no. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. that's, hey, hey, you know what? That sucks. But it's okay. <laughs> oh. Um and uh, this time, actually, they're they're doing away with that because um, Monster Hunter now to kind of, I guess, add more character to it. Everybody in the game has real names now. So including your Palicos and Palamutes, you also have people in the village are just called the Handler, the Admiral, so the weird. Seeker. It's so weird. Yeah. 
Now they're named like Kogarashi and Iga and stuff like that. They actually have like real people names, um, which oh, I guess is to great. probably <laughs> add more of a like sense of personality to each individual person um, going forward here. So that's been kind of cool to see. If we were in the Monster Hunter world, I don't know if we did this last time, but I'm I wonder what our Monster Hunter names would be like in terms mm. of titles. We I'm pretty sure we did do this last time. We did do I think this. So. Okay, we my did, brain yeah. just forgot it. The producer says, <laughs> yeah, so go go back to that episode, and uh, <laughs> I, yes. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I forget what they were, but um, yeah, because everyone in in worlds and prior games is like hot-headed fiver or like eager captain shit or like whatever poster. yeah <laughs> <Dang> shit poster <laughs> um that sounds more like a, a metal gear solid character but um, oh my god i feel like this is sort of in line like it's the next step of evolution from world because it, what i know of like the prior games is that there wasn't as much of like a coherent narrative and like there wasn't like as much of an emphasis on like cutscenes and stuff, which like for Not the record, I don't care for those cutscenes in Monster Hunter World. I'm like, I don't <laughs> care. Let me fight the monsters. And like, I think that the prevailing theory is that like that was part of the push to make this scene as like a prestige AAA franchise in the West, right? By like adding like, oh, it's like a video game and it has cutscenes and characters and like things in the story. But it's like I don't care about this uh, the characters or the story in Monster Hunter. Like, I care about them insofar as like they have personality in the game itself, like um, the muscular chef or like the handler or whatever. But like, I don't, I don't care about like unskippable cutscenes. Um, but it seems like they're sort of going further in that direction by giving people actual names. Yeah. They haven't, yeah. Um, they haven't Making made it, it more like clear. approachable and not, and less like, it feels like the next step in making monster hunter, like a game that like, more people will play. Right. Because people can like draw fan art of those characters. I, they could have done that before, but now it's, I think they have like more defined silhouettes and more defined, you know, mm, features mm -hmm. and personalities, which comes, I think, partially from going to a slightly more cartoony style this time. Um, they're not going for this kind of like yeah. gritty realism in the same way. Uh, okay. So I have mixed feelings about this because mm. I know why, like, I know why they're doing it. Like, because mm -hmm. A, it's on the Switch. Right. Um, but also like having a lower res uh, game means that the development costs go down and it's easier to include more monster skeletons, which was like, if you play enough world, you start to notice that there are basically like five, like four or five or like a half a dozen different monster skeletons. And like by the end of Iceborne, you're like, okay, this is just this thing. It's just one of the dogs, but it has like a different skin on it. Right. It has like the same kind of animations and stuff. Um, or at least the same body type and like older games, there's so much more variety and like now they're going to be able to do more of that, which is awesome. At the same time, when I was playing the demo, maybe it's just because I was playing it like on my light and like, I don't know if this is the kind of game that I'm going to want to play on a light. Um, right. I forgot you had a light. It's like, yeah, it was like, this looks like a video game. Like it looks like more video gamey to me and I don't really love that because world just felt so much like, it's part because of just like the verisimilitude, but also just because of like the, I don't know, they really leaned into the aesthetic of it. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm a little worried that Rise 
will feel more just like video gamey. And maybe it's because when I was like riding that dog around, it felt like Twilight Princess or something. <laughs> like it just was like reminding me of older games like that. Um, and like in principle, I'm not against it. Like mm-hmm. I, I, if if it means getting more monster variety, I just hope that like I don't know that it, it doesn't that like they they do something interesting with yeah. with the aesthetic. And we've only seen one area, so like yes. you know. I don't want to like pass judgment on it because we've only seen the one area and um, at least playable. They did show off a second area when they announced the demo. Um, mm. There's a there's an ice zone that's been shown off now. You got to have an ice zone. You got to have an ice zone. Well, they they made a bunch of character models for Iceborne. <laughs> they need to use those guys. Yeah, right. Because they're using like a lot of the same models, right? Just like downscaled or downscaled totally. or whatever. That my understanding was, and I think it was actually Jordan who said this to me at one point, is that like Capcom has some wild, wild tech on like character animations that basically allows them to port character animations and character skeletons between games like very, very easily. Um, so huh. even if it's running in a completely different engine, they can just port all of that data uh, across one thing oh, to the wild. next. Yeah. Not quite. Jordan says Jordan. not quite, but, but that's sort of close. That's sort of maybe the the neighborhood. Um, so this is running I mean, in the RE engine, actually. That's one of the big okay. things that allowed this... Um, game to run like the, there was a bunch of leaks uh at capcom uh later last year that people had talked about a little oh, bit yeah. and um one of that was like to them talking about how getting the um resident evil remake engine to run on the switch was like a big deal for capcom because they got it running very smoothly and now they can like port a ton of games to the switch very easily uh and this that's is one so of the great. i think the first game from them that's going to be doing that Wow. Yeah, I do remember that big leak that happened a while back. Um, So, so, yeah. John, did you want to say something? Oh, I was just going to say or ask, I guess. Like, I think one of the things, you know, we we talked about how there might be less verticality in Rise. But um, that being said, uh, I know about the Clutch Claw and Iceborne. I never got far enough to play any of the Iceborne content, but... Um, the wire bug, which is being introduced in this, here. that's like a pretty big new thing, right? And like, did you get a sense of how useful or fun that's going to be to use? So, what is the wire bug? Yeah, yeah. Let's. What is the wire bug? Um, to go along with your cat buddies and your dog buddies and your owl buddy, which is also a thing that you have in this game. You also have a bug buddy that uh, hangs out with you in this game now, uh, which is this like big bug that can shoot out this like um, wire of silk. Uh, that allows you to basically use it as a grappling hook throughout the world. Mm-hmm. And if you launch it into a wall, you will just instantly start going into like a Breath of the Wild style. Uh, every time I say Breath of the Wild style, I think about the Lego movie. It really fucking fucks me up. <laughs> uh, oh, right. Wild style. Yeah. is really funny. Okay. Um, but a Breath of the Wild style sort of like wall climb um, much faster kind of thing, Mm, but basically the same thing where you're burning stamina as you go upwards with it. You can also use this to jump onto monsters from a distance. It's tied into the new mounting system for this game. They've completely removed the old mounting system Mm -hmm. from previous games and replaced it with like this wyvern riding thing. Uh, But to get that to work, you basically have to tangle the monster up in this wire by doing enough wire attacks on them over time. Mm. And every 
weapon in the game now also has a couple of new moves. I think it's two new moves for every single weapon. I don't think there are any exceptions that um, basically allow you to mix the wire bug into your existing combos. Uh, a lot of the shielded weapons have like these sort of counter attacks where you'll create like a big giant web of wires in front of you. And if a monster hits that big giant web of wires, your character will automatically do like a counter attack that also tangles up the monster more. And eventually if they get tangled up enough, you can hop on them and start riding them around and controlling them for a little bit. Yeah, you've like kind of drive them like a puppet. Mm-hmm. It's it's weird. Um, I will say in the, the one hunt that I did, I haven't played as much of this demo as you, Steven, but like the mm. one hunt that I did, I finished the monster by mounting a different monster that showed up <laughs> and just like driving it into the other one and I killed it. And I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. Like, that's, pretty uh, that's, that's good. But yeah, the wire bug seems neat because it's like, it's not like just a grappling hook. It's like. You can use it to just kind of like dash around and just basically like jump up okay. too, because it's more like the bug goes out and then like you get pulled to it. Okay. So it's kind of like a zip line that you can use anywhere. Um, it doesn't have to like attach onto things, but yeah, you can use it to like get height. Um, so like, yeah, there's more like, I would say it seems like there's more three dimensional movement uh, just okay. less verticality in terms of the design space. There, there's a lot of space to go up and down in the way that you would do that in Monster Hunter World. But I think like the thing that having played a bit more of the demo, I think what I, I kind of seized on after you said that, Merit, the verticality thing is like the verticality doesn't play into the combat very often. It's not like you're chasing mm-hmm. like in the same way that in the first zone of Monster Hunter World, you would be chasing Rathians and Rathaloses up big giant yeah, up, like up mountains. through brush right yeah right you can go up to those things and basically like but they basically function like shortcuts where you can like well instead of going around this mountain through this canyon what if i just like zip lined my way up it and did this like leapfrog sort of um jump maneuver over it a bunch um and those also have a bunch of new things that are basically like crackdown orbs that you can get between missions where there um, will be like um, bugs floating in the world that increase your maximum health for the duration of that mission or increase the speed at which your stamina regenerates or oh, increase yeah. your actual I like, damage. So I like that a lot. Like, um, because I think one thing that, that world sort of did away with a little bit um, that people, you know, that longtime fans kind of liked is that like the sense of like preparing for a hunt more Um, because in prior games, like you couldn't just like restock stuff, right? You had to just like, like what you took in was basically what you had. Right. Gotcha. Um, And so what I like about artillery deliveries was like a thing, but that was it. Right. Right. But in world, you know, you can always go back to base and like restock and like make new stuff. Um, But I like about this one is like, there is the sense of like, you know, maybe before you're hunting something tough, you need to like go around the area and like gather supplies and stuff. Yeah. And not just to like make items, but just to like get these like weird birds that are going to like bless your armor or whatever to like make you. <laughs> it's, it's not really clear like how that stuff works, but um, it's you like just find bugs that, from, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The, the pollen birds. ups your defense yeah. and stuff. And I, I like that of like the environmental stuff because that ties it in. That's the thing that I love about Monster Hunter is like, it feels like you're like, like the environment is like a, a major part of the game. Yeah. yeah. I definitely saw in the demo I watched, uh, yeah, someone like smooches a defense butterfly. It looks like, so, <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess that's like 
how you can prepare. And here's another thing I'm very confused about because I was watching not to go back to the verticality thing for just a split second, but like uh, when the character I was watching um, climbs a wall, it looks like they run out of stamina, but then stop and to regain it. So is there like, I don't know, is there like really running out of stamina when you climb something or is it not like breath of the wild where you can basically like regenerate it as you're hanging there? So moving up or across, because you can also do like Prince of Persia style, like wall runs gotcha. laterally, um, that drains stamina. Using the wire bug does not drain stamina. Oh, um, okay. th- those have their own sort of like cooldown meter. So That's the cool. idea is you daisy chain yourself between like doing wall runs to burn your own stamina while your wire bugs recharge their cooldown and then you use the wire bug. And while you're using the wire bug, your stamina is recharging. And so ideally, the way you make it up these hills, if you're timing everything properly, is like run, 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 zip, run, 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 zip. Um, over and over again and you can hang off of the wire bugs in some uh, cases and I think if you're using an insect glaive which is a very aerial weapon in this game you can just stab it into a wall and like stand on top of it to regain your stamina for a little bit which is like a funny thing that you can do in like two places in all of Monster Hunter World but I guess now it's just like a thing that you can do permanently. Did you find yourself using the wire bug much at all like in combat because I I read that what some people are doing and having fun with is using the wire bug to like sort of attract other monsters to Mm -hmm. a particular monster and I'm wondering how that affected combat for you because I know that Monster Hunter is this world where like you can find the monsters attacking each other because it's this whole ecosystem. Right. I mean, it's like Merritt was saying a second ago, like Merritt used another monster to kill a bigger monster. And that's how you, <laughs> you take those guys down. Is that's with really fun. That's cool. Um, Did I you definitely use it tr- though, Steven, much or at all, like for that? I definitely tried to. Um, one of the things that I'm running into is right now is just I am so muscle memory dependent on Monster Hunter mm. World mm. that working the wire bug stuff into my normal combos because with a couple of exceptions most of the weapons play exactly the same way that they played in monster hunter world or very very close to it um and working in the wire bugs is like requiring me to redo how my whole brain perceives these fights because actually one of the things that i think this game still maintains that monster hunter um world also had and previous games too but monster hunter world i think presented it um in a much more you know obvious way is this sense of when you're in this fight it's a lot of give and take it's like the monster will be like have these very specific animations that you like know okay this motherfucker is about to spin around real fast and shoot water at me and it's gonna knock me down and make my stamina recharge slower so i gotta get ready to move and during that time i'm not gonna be able to attack it i'm on the defensive right now and i need to wait for my opening mm-hmm. um and Monster Hunter World had a really great sense of making that seem threatening that I think is still a bit mm. present in Rise. Uh, but it also means that I am in such a pattern now with how I approach battles that like having to remind myself, oh yeah, at any point with the hunting horn, which in this game you have one hunting horn to choose from and it's like a guitar, and you can stab it into a monster's face with the wire bug and then pull it back and then start strumming the guitar and the wire, the vibrations in the guitar will travel up the wire into the monster. And so like you're playing music into the monster's head oh from God. a distance uh, looks really cool, but I got to remember like, Oh right. That's a thing I can do when I knock it down. Mm. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's going to take some adaptation for sure, but um, I think 
one thing that's worth noting is like somehow the discourse about this game became like oh it's like the perfect blend of old and new but like it the only thing that's like old about this is that like it looks a little more like old monster hunter games like all of the animations like the attack the moves for like every weapon are from world right and like so much of the stuff is from world like it's a fifth generation monster hunter game um or whatever generation we're on now. <laughs> I, think uh, I think you got it. Yeah, right. I think it's fit. I think you're right. It's not yeah. like like I don't know. I think people who like maybe don't know a lot about the series are just like, oh yeah, it's like a it's a you know it's a combination of like old and new. Um, it's no, it's new, and it just looks you know it's less high res. That's all. Right. Right. Yeah. Got it. In fact, there's like a lot of you know world. One of the things that made world so accessible to a lot of people is they added a ton of quality of life improvements. Right. And. I would say this game goes even farther. Oh, in really? Direction. Okay, that's oh, yeah. interesting. Okay, that's cool. One of the biggest things that, um, and maybe this isn't something that's super obvious to people who haven't played a lot of these games, but one of the immediate things that I noticed is in Monster Hunter, in old Monster Hunter, when you healed with an item, like a potion, for instance, your character would uh, do this thing where they stop in place, they drink their little potion, and then they like do a flex. They're like, ha ha, and mm-hmm. like flash to show, hey, my health is back up. My health's in- back up, monster. If you want to just fucking brain <laughs> me right <laughs> well, now, just like, just cut it. my fucking face. Off. Yeah, yeah, like here's a little here's he, hey, I'm giving you a chance, monster. It's your turn. Um, in world, when you're drinking, you get to keep walking. It slows you down, but you still feel in control of your character, which from an actual technical perspective probably doesn't make that much difference, but it feels very different. Okay. But while you're drinking in world, your health is like instead of like all of your health going up at once for the whole duration of the potion, it's like slowly refilling throughout the drinking animation. So there was like skills like speed eating that would make you drink really, really fast in this game. Yeah, it was very yeah, funny to watch. Speed eating is a very good skill. It's so funny. <laughs> but in this game, they've retained the ability to move around and even kind of jog while you're drinking. But now instead of your, your bar still goes up slowly, but also right at the beginning of the animation, you get like an instant burst of a bunch of health. So Ah. it's not like an all or nothing situation anymore. Now it's like, no, you, no matter what you're getting a big chunk of health. And then if you continue to let the animation play, you get even more. more. Okay. But it's like kind of a get out of jail free card in a lot of ways that it was not before. Wow, for casuals. Yeah, I, I heard they made this game easy for casual. <laughs> they made players. this one easy for the casuals um, yeah. who love like anime and stuff. So it, that's why it's like that. Yeah, um, that's why it takes place in a Japanese village. This I time. just, what I other just love that these cats are teaching people how to speedy. They're like, you gotta dip the hot dog in the water. Yeah, you know, you, I, the monster's gonna attack you. You gotta dip the hot dog in the water, and then you can eat it faster. Just gobble it down. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just the LA beast is just like muscular <laughs> <laughs> chef. Just like. <laughs> um, Sorry, whenever I try to do the muscular <laughs> chef voice, I just, uh, yeah, it goes you know, back. I mean, you're right. You sound like it's, you got it perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hate that they made him 40 in the movie. It's terrible. What uh, other features <sighs> did y'all notice? Like, Merit, what's one that stood out to you? Oh, wow. Um, I don't know if I, like, spent enough time with it to notice. Also, I feel like there's, you like. talked about the. Oh, sorry. You talked about, about the scout flies at one point. Oh, that's yeah. There's like some. That's like not a 
quality of life thing. Also, like the, the that term, I think is interesting because I think there's debates about like what counts as a quality of life improvement versus like just like a, a, a change, change like a gameplay right. change, sure, right. like a, sure. just um, a total balance adjustment. Right, right. Yeah, there's no scale flies anymore. You just have like a big glowing arrow, which that's I think that was one of the things where I was like, this feels like more like gamey to mm. me because there's instead of like the scale flies, which in world were like these basically fireflies that like showed you where to go, which again, in the old games, there wasn't even anything like that. No, you had a paintball that you had to throw at a monster. Right, right. Um, But now it's like, I'm playing like crazy taxi or something. And there's a giant glowing arrow. That's like, (laughs) go over here now. And it's like, don't you really know better way to communicate that information? Well, don't, don't you think that has to do with the size of the screen though? Like they're, they're thinking about like, yeah, but the arrow isn't even like that visible. It's not, it's not, you're right about that. But I I guess I'm thinking about the other elements of the UI that are like bolder and more outlined and like much more colorful and like game UXE than previous entries. I guess I feel like that has to do with a, a, the, the knowledge that a lot of people will play this on a small screen, but like, it does look like a capital V video game though. No, you're right. It's definitely a little bit different. Ever since Merritt pointed that out to me, like I'm more and more on her side about it. I wish it was the thing about it that I wish is I don't even mind that it's a big arrow. I just wish it was diegetic. Right. I wish there was like yeah. an in-universe expl- like there's an explanation which is what if your the- cat just held a sign like in Looney Tunes or something it was like oh, monster this way go east go east <laughs> <laughs> or just like ran around like Gollum oh, and was like oh you're getting a butterfly Jordan says that it's it may be a switch thing of just like wanting to minimize particles yeah that makes sense which is is true but or likely true, but again, just like little things like that. Like I'm like, I'm fine with it being not as high res and I'm fine with it being like looking a little more like stylized, but like, I would like that stuff to be a coherent aesthetic. Merit can't do this baby game shit. Okay. I can't do this baby game (laughs) shit. Like just like, you know, either just don't have anything or have like, it's also like it's not even like it's a compass like in the bottom no. corner of your screen or anything right. it's a big glowing arrow in front of your character right yeah so like i don't know you know hope well, hopefully some of these things will change but it's, it's such a that's such an important part of monster hunter though and i think it's something that you were kind of touching on at the beginning of this conversation that world gets so right is that to me one of the things i love about monster hunter is you can look at anything in monster hunter and know exactly where it came from you can look at like a, a piece of armor that you're wearing and realize, oh, that's the tusk of that Baryoth mm, I killed earlier. Right. And they yeah. turned it into a glove. And it's like, oh, my God, that looks so cool. And the idea that everything is like built out of nature or or is meant to, you know, they, they're successful and not successful in various ways at this. But uh, it's meant to like be living in harmony with nature and stuff like that. And there is an in-game explanation for what the arrow is meant to represent, which is that you have an owl friend that you throw out at the beginning Uh. of every mission. And it's supposed to be your character like looking up in the sky and seeing the owl and like the owl is pointing you in the right direction. But like, it's such a blunt way of presenting yeah. that. It's so little gamey. Like they, they just stop to- the whole game and the owl comes down and says, <laughs> hoo hoo, the monster's over there. Like, <laughs> and his head flips around. It's and his great. head flips around and everyone hates it. Like maybe you could uh, press hoo-hoo. a button at a specific time. Like when you want a hint. Press X to owl. That you want. Press X to owl. Yeah. And then it just comes out. It's like, to the west. Uh, I, 
I feel like I have to play this um, with other people because yeah, John, right. you were saying about multiplayer and like yeah. Monster Hunter World is like is an incredible it's game. It's like one of my favorite games of like the last probably ten years. It's good on your own, but like it's great with other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that game is meant to be played with other people. Yeah. Like, you know, you can play through the campaign and stuff on your own, but like the, just hunting a monster with other people is like one of the most fun co-op experiences I've had in a video game. So like, I really need to try that um, and just see like how the different weapons work and everything. Yeah. And also it's like, you know, I feel like playing a demo of Monster Hunter is always going to be like kind of weird because it's like, it's kind of like in world where there are those like special arena missions where it just right. like gave you a set of stuff. Cause it just gives you a character and like, you're not making a character. You're not like choosing your armor or anything or your skills and, like, or, or your skills. And like, that's a big part of it. Right. Is like your build and just like feeling like, Oh, like, yeah. Like Steven, like you were saying like, Oh yeah, this, my armor, my fucking pauldron is from that dinosaur that I cut in half. Uh huh. Um, it's the speaking thing of that which, Destiny promised that right, never yeah, yeah. delivered on. The like right. every gun has a story. It's like, no, I know that the time that I built this helmet with the Safi Jiva's eyeball in it was when right. I was playing with Merritt and Jordan and we beat Safi Jiva for the first time and I got the gem that I needed and it was great. Yeah. And speaking of cutting up monsters, I, there's blood in this one. There but is. Was there not yeah, blood? There was in no the blood in ones? world. Whoa. Damn. Uh in world, I don't know if it was better or worse. So there's no blood. Um, when you hit a monster, it just kind of felt like, kind of like a, like you were always hitting them with blunt weapons, sort of. Sure. There was like, like Tekken flash. Th- yeah. There were like slash effects when you, like a soul caliber or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, yeah, it was like soul caliber, right? There's no blood in soul caliber and it, right. no one, it makes sense. It's fine. Um, but when you cut off a monster's tail or something in world, it kind of sucked because it was like, <laughs> there's no blood. So it just showed you like a cross section of like the dry <sighs> tail bit and mm. you could see all the bones and stuff it's like but like and it's whatnot. just like a perfect slice with like no blood or anything um so i don't know i'm like yeah the blood i feel a little bad about the blood because i'm like i don't I feel bad i don't yeah i was, I was this game say, trying to make I, me feel bad for hunting the monsters yeah, I was like, about to say, it's might, called monster hunter i might be against it i might be against it because like i don't know i i don't i, I can't remember who i was talking to this with it might have been you merit but um like if this game is going to be like, yeah, it's so realistic to, Oh no, I know who I was talking to. Not, none of, none of y'all, uh, different, different person. Um, but like, you know, this game is trying to do a really good job of making me feel like I'm tracking a real creature and hunting it down. It's like to make it more realistic and like there's blood and stuff. That's like a layer of it that, it, that kind of makes me yeah. feel like a little bit icky, maybe a little bit. I don't need so, it. No. It's yeah. okay. Why do you I think they made it. the change? Like, do well, you there was think... blood in old ones. Oh, yeah. the old okay. World was the first one without blood. And oh, do you think that was like to make it more accessible to a wider audience? Maybe like people who don't have to really think or like feel uncomfortable by the blood or... I think the blood in the older games was just a really visually obvious way to show that you were hitting the monster, that you were making yeah. contact. And when the game looked so realistic as it did in World, they didn't need that as much. And oh, okay. it would have felt weirder because the monsters do look so much more realistic in World. Yeah. It would, like the blood would feel a lot stranger. And to be clear, the blood in this game and all the other games, it's not like Dragon Age Origins where you're just like <laughs> constantly, your right. armor is just like spattered yeah. in the yeah. gore of your fallen <laughs> opponent. It's like there's a flash in the air and that's it. It doesn't stay yeah. around. Uh, or anything okay. like that. But it's enough um, to make you feel 
uncomfortable. I, I just noticed it. I didn't. Okay. I don't know that I felt weird about it, but I did oh, okay. notice it. There are other little things too that I noticed, but like thankfully some of them you can turn on and off. Like, yeah, by default your character talks, which is horrible. <laughs> it's fucking terrible because because it would be one thing if you were just like, yeah, like yeah, I got it. Because like in like your character just goes like does grunts and stuff, and like that's fine. Like barks and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're in world. Your character does stuff like that, and like. But by default, in in Rise, if you kill like a small monster and then go to like carve it, your guy's like, sorry, but I need this. Or like, I'll <laughs> oh, make no. good use of it. Don't worry. This is like, oh, don't talk God. to the dead monster. Just do it and don't Just say Just do anything. it. That's so fucked up. It. So as soon as I, 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 I was like telling Steven that and they were like, oh yeah, you can turn that off. And I was like, oh cool. Okay. Turn that zero. I oh, never want to hear good. this guy talk oh, ever again. Good. Can you imagine it's, if you could turn on vocaliz- vocalization for like Link? He's like, I'm going to get this apple. I'm going to get this apple. I'm going to get this apple. narrating everything he's doing. I'm going to get this apple. No, this this hammer is resting against this wall. I'm going to get this hammer. You know, just every every God. single time. Um, um, it, it is funny too because in the, like, I don't know that it's strange is the thing because the uh, English dialogue, you can switch between um, just having grunts like worlds uh, or English dialogue or Japanese dialogue, but it literally has a gameplay impact now that it didn't Mm. have before, which is that basically every monster in monster hunter has a, like a super move, like a really threatening move where Mm -hmm. the game is like, it has a very obvious like Mm -hmm. wind up animation. Usually like with like a, a monster will be like, all right, I'm rearing up back up on my legs and you know, I'm about to pull some serious shit. Um, in this game, if you have English a dialogue turned on for your character, your character does a bark where they're like, where you know that that's what they're trying to warn you about. He's like, they'll Whoa. Be like oh, basically, they'll be like, here it comes. <laughs> like, Take okay. cover. You know, stuff like that. Um, ah. but, but then other times they say the dumbest fucking shit. I've yeah, monster hunters heard. say the dumbest things. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know it's my favorite. It's wait, my like favorite one TV series. Like my one of my favorite ones is Mister Monster Meet Mister Weapon. Oh no! No, that's <laughs> no, no. Maybe if oh I okay, so maybe God. I'll just turn it to Japanese then because it's not necessarily the fact that they're talking it's just like what they're saying yeah it's bad and so like stuff. if i can't actually like hear them saying right. also I have, I have a feeling the voice acting will be less like cringe or whatever right um yeah so yeah it's, it's less know. cringe if i don't have to hear him say like i hope you've got insurance <laughs> oh my god don't please <laughs> say that yeah, wow i believe so i hope you've got insurance <laughs> What and in Japanese, economy, he's just like, economy, wa like... <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, Oh it's my like god. It's like you get what they're Jeez. saying, but you don't you don't like it's not in your native tongue, so you don't understand it in the moment. So you can just you don't not understand how fucking it. cheesy it's it is. not embarrassing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh it is interesting, yeah. I mean, and that's like kind of an evolution of like, you know, pre-world characters didn't have they had text on screen. But all of their dialogue, if they spoke, was all in like Simlish, and they'd be like "gabua," you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, do you pr- do you prefer that? Do you wish we would go back to that, or do you prefer? <sighs> you wish you had insurance. Well, I mean, I the the characters talking at large, like in world, I like the characters in world a lot. Like, yeah, a lot of they're them, fun. 
Yeah. You know, the muscular chef is really great, but also muscular chef doesn't speak English either, I guess. Um, Handler is really fun. Uh, Sorry, Jordan's wife, the handler, is very fun. (laughs) Um, I like her a lot. And um, yeah, but like uh, Merritt said, like, I don't necessarily need my hunter to talk. And also, I'm not the kind of player and probably most people who are going to be very in like interested in Monster Hunter uh, at a certain point they probably don't need the dialogue either because eventually you just get to the point where you can tell that a monster is about to do its super attack because you just know what that animation looks like. That's yeah. like, right. that's the ex- monster hunter experience as you learn the monsters tells over time. Yeah. Adding the voice. I, I imagine that might help make it a bit more accessible to some people and yeah, then to, totally. to other people. It sort of takes away from the, the sort of the thrill of figuring out, a, a monster's behavior because yeah. it's this like real it's supposed to be this real living breathing thing that you have to learn the tells and like it exists in this world whether you decide to vanquish it or not and it might it might work as like a good maybe that's something that i could even recommend to people in the future like maybe it's a good learning tool and then eventually you just turn it off once you get good enough at recognizing that sort of stuff uh, mm. over time i don't know yeah, I, I can see how it would be annoying, though, I guess, for me and my one brain cell that, like, takes, like, oh, maybe a whole five seconds until I see the monster doing the thing where I'm like, oh, I should probably back away now. Like, yeah, that, right. would, <laughs> that would help me out. I'm, I'm, usually, I'm usually very slow at that. Oh, they were trying to warn me. Yeah, that always uh. happens to me. Oh, the camera pulled back and, like, it filled its throat full of, like, this weird magma? Huh. Because I, I get greedy. I'm that type of player. So, like, oh, y'all, yeah. sorry, sorry if we play Monster Hunter one day together, which I'm sure we will. But uh, I am the type of person that, like, I'll see the monster getting on its hind legs or whatever to prepare. It's, like, super Saiyan, like, move. And then I'll just be like, wait, no, I can get one more hit in. Uh, Now's perfect time to hit this monster. I'm going to get one more hit in. And then if I don't get, like, as much as I can in, I'll consider it a failure. And I'll also consider it a failure when I die. So... Yeah. There are some fights in Monster Hunter that reward that too. Like uh, Devil Joe, there is a specific move with the hunting horn called the Devil Joe Slap because Devil Joe's ultimate attack, if you hit it in the head right as it's doing its ultimate move, it, you actually get a free stun in on it, which is just another one of those cool things that you learn by playing enough Monster Hunter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like just like Bald Bull. Just like Bald Bull. I mean, straight up. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. that is the kind of like through line. We talked about this a bit on on uh, one of your Dark Souls streams, but it's like a lot of this game's DNA is rooted in fighting games and learning yeah. punishes and stuff like that. You know, punch out is a very rudimentary fighting game in a lot of ways, but it does have some of the same like idea of learning patterns and knowing when it's safe and not safe and whatnot. Got it. Got it. Maybe I'll get into fighting games through monster hunter too. Yeah. Wow. That's the start. No, I don't yeah. think so. Soul caliber <laughs> session. Y'all. Oh my let's, god. Let's I do love it. Soul Calibur. I mean, Monster Hunter turned Merit into a fucking monster of her own <laughs> in Dark Souls. So I'd believe yeah. it. Absolutely. Please watch Merit Souls on Twitch. It's very good. It's a very good. Is experience. there something in this demo that you would have liked to see that isn't in there? I think Merit really nailed it with like pointing out the idea of it's such I want to know more about like the crafting system and the mm-hmm. upgrades and the skills like oh, that is so much of Monster Hunter is building your character uh, or building your yeah. loadout. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's kind of the big thing for me right now. Mm-hmm. So both of you share the same 
Yeah. That you wanted to see that, but you didn't get yeah. to. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And like, that's something that, you know, is not going to come through in a demo. Yeah. Right. Um, like, I'm going to play this game. <laughs> like, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm trying to think of games that I like know that are coming out this year that I'm looking forward to. And right. I can't think of anything but Monster Hunter Rise. I'm sure there are other things, but like, I don't know, new Monster Hunter. Cause like, even right now, I'm like, ah, oh, do I want to play World more? But yeah. like, I'm so close to like, there are like, three monsters I haven't hunted, I think. And they're like the very end game. And like, I'd have to do like a lot of grinding to get there. Yeah. So the prospect of new monster hunter is like, Oh, this is going to be my thing for like most of this year. Right. It also helps to solidify the excitement with like an actual demo to speak for, because Mm. like, as we just saw today, uh, the new Harry Potter game has been delayed to 2022. And so that's just one of so many delays that we're going to be seeing. Oh, yeah. Um, the pandemic is only getting worse. The toll, the death toll in the United States, at least, is like, it is just getting worse every day. <laughs> so it's not going away anytime soon. And uh, I have heard of, you know, like some developers that I've talked to, um, for example, like at Naughty Dog, like someone told me, for me, working from home has been easier on me because I don't have to do a commute. And that commute right. takes a lot out of me, especially when you're working long hours to finish up a game. Uh, but uh, like undoubtedly, overall, it has just made things more difficult for teams to develop games. And so yeah. having a demo to really get a feel of to play and knowing that it's coming out at the end of March, like just, there's so much, um, I guess there's so like, you could feel the anticipation and you can let yourself be excited without being like, Oh, it's probably going to get delayed. Yeah. Uh, I will say, I didn't, I don't mean to laugh cause it's obviously like a very serious situation, but it's kind of like a fucking gallows humor type thing. Cause I just interviewed, um, the founder of grinding gear games, which makes uh, path of exile. Uh, uh-huh. I have a, preview of that game up on the site that people can go read if they want to of the new expansion but i asked them about (laughs) they're a new zealand developer and i asked them about um how COVID had affected their uh development processes and pushed things back and they were like oh i don't know we (laughs) we uh kind of we kind of worked from home for like a week and then then our country basically took care of its own shit so (laughs) yeah and then we were kind of fine nice yeah, it must be, must be having nice. a competent government. Wow, can't believe they, it. They actually, he actually said that like the worst problem they re- have been running into is that uh, New Zealand is such a small country that the pool of developers that they can pull through uh, pull from is very small. <laughs> so they, and they can't hire anybody from the U.S. right now to come and live and work there yeah. because uh, <laughs> they can't let people in from the, the country. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think yeah, the 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 industry insiders I know are being pretty obvious, uh, especially this week with uh, indicating that this is really only the first wave of a lot of expected, pretty major delays. So yeah, like if you uh, if you're interested in getting your RPG fix, like Monster on the Rise might be your best bet in the first half of the year. It feels like so. So that's yeah. a perfect thing kind of thing for it, or at least yeah. it should be. Yeah, you know? for sure. Um, so yeah, I need to, I definitely need to play it to see if it, uh, um, scratches some of that itch because like, it, it does look fun. Um, it looks and, fun. and I mean, it's, I don't know, it's more likely this time around that if I start playing it kind of when everyone else does, um, I'll be able to do more multiplayer stuff with everyone, which is exciting. Oh. So 
on that topic, actually, to loop back into what you were asking, Natalie, things that I would like to see um, in the full game and how they're handled in the full game. I really, really, really want to know how they handle the multiplayer in this one and like getting oh, into yeah. groups together. Was like, it as Mer- finicky before so, or something? Because World, um, World had like lobbies, which is like this weird like Street Fighter kind of system of like you go into someone else's like it's they're grouped by like yeah like lobbies but yeah, like when like you're in lobbies when you're in a lobby with someone else like you don't see other people running around unless you go to like the social area um and like when you post a quest people in that lobby get notified and they can join it if you want but there's also this thing called the SOS flare which i think is like kind of contentious in monster hunter it really is yeah because um what you can basically do is just like you can use the SOS flare when you're in a mission and it'll just like pull in people who are looking to do like that particular kind of mission, or they might just be trying to help in general, which is good in that solo players can get help. Um, but also like monster hunter is like, if like you have three fates total for most missions and that's not just like, that's not per character. It's like per team. Mm -hmm. So like if someone joins in and just fucks up, like they throw the entire quest for you for everybody, Um, for Mm -hmm. everybody. And so like, there is this, like thing of like, well, in the past it encouraged like not having that encouraged people to like, you know, form communities and like help each other like more closely and stuff. Whereas the flare, you know, if someone fucks up, like you may never see them again. Like they're just, they can just bounce. Um, right. Because like, the, they get frustrated, and mad and leave. Yeah. But at the same time, like it was really useful um, to, to help complete missions. So like, I don't know, the whole lobby system was like so weird and like not always very good mm-hmm. um and and i think one of the problems with the sos flare isn't even just the sos flare itself it was also how it handled things like you could only let people into your mission if you had watched all the cutscenes in that mission oh yeah oh, which was such what? an annoying hey, thing hey please let me skip cutscenes. And aren't they Monster yeah Hunter. i was gonna say aren't they unskippable mm-hmm. too like at I least with care. final fantasy 14 like if you like you can wait for someone to watch yeah. the cutscene if it's their first time in a trial or in a dungeon but you can also but you're still in the group it. together yeah you can match up before the cutscene yeah plays. this one you have to run around the entire map until you get to the part where the cutscene plays and then you can invite people to your mission oh, which if you're trying nice. to get like if you're trying to help a friend through the early content through the story mode of the game it's a huge pain in the ass. Yeah. Like, yeah. That other person is just like at base waiting and being like, okay, just l- let me know. Um, we're on this, this discord call together. Just tell me when you've watched the cutscene, and then, okay, okay. You ready? Okay. I'll, I'll load in now. Oh, that's kind of awful. I did not know that. It's probably the worst thing about that game. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they make the cutscene skippable in this one. Have right, they indicated yeah. that they're like handling it differently than like lobbies and the SOS flare? Or is that like a monster hunter tradition or? Uh, the, the SOS flare was new for world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the lobbies idea is maybe still back, but they'll maybe have more like just open matchmaking for mm-hmm. it. I don't think they've said, I did just boot up the game really quick. I just unlocked my switch to check if there was like an option for SOS flare to see if that was going to be a thing. And the spot where normally you would see on the U- uh, the UI uh, for an SOS flare actually instead had a um, option to ride my dog. So it doesn't look like the SOS flare is still in there. Quality of life improved. Ride <laughs> dog. It literally just says, let me ride with an exclamation point. We've moved on from can you pet the dog? 
No, it's oh, yeah. right, the dog. Can you give this dog a knife that it uses in its mouth to cut off the tail of this big lizard? Just like Metal Gear Solid Five. I wish you could yeah. pull a Renola and just launch the dog from your wrist. <laughs> no, instead in this one, you can launch yourself off the dog to do a mounting attack. <laughs> That's so cute. Um, yeah, the all. what was I going to say there, too, was... Um, um, the dog stuff has been definitely very interesting. Uh, it takes more button presses now, though, says Jordan, um, I think. Takes more button presses to do what? Um, dog oh, for a dog mountain attack. jumping attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I like, I don't know, the dog thing, like, um, it seems to be sort of like coming from the raider ride uh, mechanic yeah, in World. except you have direct control But now. you can control it, um, and you can still use items and stuff when you're on the dog, which is is cool. And, like, having, like, faster movement throughout these areas is I think a pretty cool thing. Yeah. Um, I'm curious like to see like what the pro strats are going to be like when the, the game is out. Like <laughs> yeah. if like no, felines or canines are going to be like more popular, you know, um, I mean the dog can drift. The dog can't drift. The dog there can't is Tokyo drifting drift. on the dog, and it does the yeah. Mario Kart thing where if you drift, you I mean, get dogs a do boost. drift. I don't know about <laughs> yeah, dogs, dog, but That's like, true. like if you're like if you open a bag of treats in another room and you've got like a hardwood floor, dogs <laughs> <Yeah>. drift. <laughs> <laughs> like they absolutely drift. So yeah, it's, I'm glad they're I'm glad they're paying extra attention to the the realism of dogs. So it's yeah, good. exactly. They had to you know tone down the realism of the textures to get yeah. the other elements yeah. right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they well they got the they put the blood in and also dog drifting. It's just like <laughs> steps toward realism for Monster Hunter Rise. It's good. I'm excited to but. see how this game pans out just because like this is the first Monster Hunter to come out after World, right? Like if I'm not mistaken, uh, like mainline. Uh, Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate was yeah. like a like an expansion yeah. that came out after World did, but Yeah, and then I It's born. the first like entirely new game, yeah. 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 And like I don't know, it's yeah, it's going to be a big deal, I think, like one way or the other, because there's got to be enormous pressure yeah. on the development team to like make this game do well. Because like, yeah, let's I want to bring up these numbers because I know we oh, talked geez. about this last oh, yeah, time. Please. Yeah, yeah, uh, that because that's what I wanted to get into, because I feel like there's there's so much pressure on writing this on first it. game. Yeah, like after writing on that dog. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Like, this is the first, like, real Monster Hunter since Monster Hunter just became a global phenomenon. And I right, imagine, yeah. especially, like, you know, you don't, since it's on the Switch, they can't rely on, like, technical fidelity and, like, beautiful graphics like we've talked about. Like, it's it's a lot more mechanics-based um, because of the hardware. And I think that's so. Just, mm-hmm. according to vgsales.fandom.com, um... <laughs> It says these are from Capcom's official site, uh, unless otherwise noted. But uh, these numbers look different than the ones that I've seen before. But um, <laughs> <laughs> well, are we but sure that they're real? No. Are we sure that they're real? Uh, these are as of uh, December thirty first, twenty nineteen. Monster Hunter World has sold just over sixteen million copies. Um, to put things in perspective, that game came out in 2018, and the next highest, the next one on the list at 15.5 is Street Fighter 2, which came out in 1991. Jesus Christ! Wow. And that um, data and then you is get, over a year old because now we're in 2021. Right, and then you get some Resident Evils. There are no Mega Man's actually in the top ten. <laughs> um, 
yeah, I mean, Resident Evil and Monster Hunter are like Capcom's two big franchises now. Yeah, um, Resident Evil, that Resident Evil 2 remake did gangbusters. That thing revitalized that franchise in yes. a way that I don't think even they expected. <laughs> right, right. Um, but even 4, 5, and 6 uh, also have sold tremendously well. Yeah. Um, but 7 World, did really well too, right? Like I remember that. Uh, 7 did pretty well, yeah. It's yeah. about 8. Uh, yeah or so, so world world yeah uh, uh, uh as of kind of really the end of 2020 world has 16.4 million units shipped with an additional 6.6 of iceborne so oh that's just God. like Wowie. astonishing um god that's a lot that's very many units i'm so happy so, yeah. for the success of the developers even though i imagine there's just so much pressure to you know, retain that fan base with Monster Hunter Rise and like all the complications that they have to account for in terms of not just, you know, finishing this up during a pandemic, but also like, how do you satisfy old and new players and which direction do you go in and how do you decide to evolve this series yeah. that is pretty much, at least for the next several years, it's it's good. Like it's, it's yeah. good to have some new installments. And they might have a little bit of wiggle room because Monster Hunter has a sort of tiered development system. Not tiered. It's uh, kind of two development teams that leapfrog. Um, and while this team was working on Rise, the uh, other team that worked on World is working on whatever the sixth generation, whatever World 2 is mm. or whatever, you know? Oh, that's already um, in development? Yeah, they, they develop them consecutively or, or concurrently, Ooh. rather. Um, so while one is coming out, the other one is already being developed. This one was being developed while Rise was like actively getting updates and expansions and stuff. So, and you mean World Rise? Like we do know yeah. that Rise is coming to PC eventually too, right? From the leaks, yeah, we've we've seen. Right, that. there's been no official oh. statement, but the leaks have said that it is, and so that'll probably be like a World situation where it comes out like. Was that like a year later? Like it was eight almost a full year later. I almost feel a full like. year. Yeah. yeah. And like the thing about that is like a lot of people are going to double dip probably. Um, I did. I did too. Yeah. Yeah. I was um, going to say, I yeah. bet y'all are going to double dip because. I mean, I might with this. It depends kind of on like, you know, how much I'm still playing the Switch one if the PC one comes out and like if there's cross save or whatever. I was going to say the fact that this is a Switch game, Nintendo has been so much more open to cross save on PC than like right. Sony has. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? Hades yeah, like got it. Hades really just yeah. got its thing. Divinity oh. Original Sin 2. D yeah. Yeah. It'll be it'll right. be interesting to see if they because you know we kind of mentioned how a little bit lower resolution, a little bit of an issue with some of the UX UI. I wonder how much of that stuff will be adjustable and maybe sharper on a PC release. I, I don't know how much. I bet the frame actually. rate will at least be frame better. Rate and that's be great. mostly what I need. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's a good enough game, people are so willing to pay up front. Yeah, they'll, they'll double dip. For yeah. Sure. So, um, also just, you know, one of the things about this game looking, uh, not quite as good as other monster hunter or the previous monster hunter games is we get to get weirdos like this new guy that I just yeah, posted. You've dropped a chat. big bear thing in the chat. Uh, this is um, Gas Harag which is new to Monster Hunter Rise, um, one wow. of the newliest announced uh, monsters, which is just a big woolly rhinoceros bear that can breathe ice onto his arm to give himself a big arm sword. I hate yeah. when they do that. <laughs> Listen, monsters, you shouldn't be able to use tools, okay? That's the only thing we have. <laughs> That's our advantage. That's our um, advantage. We can use tools. And when you start like setting your tail on fire or like creating like ice 
daggers. That's just like, come on, guys. I would I would give anything to see the logbook of the darts game they play with all the different like animal <laughs> parts that they just like and they're sitting in the room. All right, bear, okay. Rhino, okay. What does he breathe? Ice, okay. Um, it's just like I don't know. I would just love to see every single one of those uh, uh, matchups to see which ones actually make it into the game. Um, right. I mean, has this one specifically. Hair, I know. I know we have to go here pretty soon, but this one specifically. Mm-hmm. There. Well, in Rise, all of the new monsters are based on Japanese like oni and yokai and demons and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this guy is based on something, but I'm trying to remember what it is. A shampoo um, commercial because his hair is beautiful. <laughs> right there, you go. You got it. <laughs> his hair is lovely. I would like. We could debate on the rest of. No, I, I can't wait to turn this fool into a coat. Yeah, I'm going to turn this guy into the warmest fucking coat. Well, now now that they're upping the realism, he'll be like, don't turn me into a coat. Please don't make me into a hat. They gave me English voice acting too. Please, Capcom, don't make me into a hat. I don't have insurance, actually. (laughs) Yeah. Mr. Monster, Uh, meet Mr. Coat. Jesus Christ. (laughs) That sounds so awful. It's uh, a Namahage, by the way, is the is the uh, monster that this is based on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean. To, I didn't think that was going to derail it. As bad. <laughs> no, no. I, I don't know. I, I I got completely distracted with something else. Don't worry about it. That's really funny. Um, well, yeah, I, I, I'm. I, I need to grab this demo. I need to play it. I'm excited for uh, the game. When does it come out? March March 26, 2021. Okay, cool. As awesome. far as we know so far, if no delays happen. The Monster Hunter hoes are getting it on March 26th. <laughs> I kind of really want to actually download this now and like play with y'all because yeah. yeah. I really liked the demo of what Do I saw. It. Like just it looks so fun in multiplayer and I, I haven't committed to World because I know that I don't have the bandwidth. But once I finish school in a few months, you know, y'all yeah. I love yeah. I play the hunting horn, which means anybody who gets to play with me gets um, a buffer of extra defense and extra damage. So, which they also completely changed the hunting horn. All the weapons are exactly the same or almost exactly the same in this one, except the hunting horn is completely different, which was my main weapon. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Um, So I'm interested to see how like the community responds to that. For sure. And I'm interested in seeing how y'all respond to that at the end of March, because I imagine we will be reconvening I to talk about convening, Monster. Yeah. yeah, to talk yeah. about Monster Hunter Rise, because this is a game that y'all are really anticipating and that so many people are anticipating. And I'm really happy just overall. It, it's always heartwarming to see these sort of comeback success stories. Like Monster Hunter was popular in Japan, but now it's like this world phenomenon. And to see everyone so excited for Monster Hunter Rise is just a a little small source of joy amidst all the uh, awful shit going on on a daily basis. It's very nice to see. Um, So yeah, thank you so much for being on here, Merit, especially. Thank you for it. Yeah, thanks for having me back anytime. Yes, and we, it's great to have you. we should have Merit on for things that are also not Monster Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> I think we, I, I know we just had a Dark Souls episode, but like once Merit finishes that game, mm. I really, I think having a, a full dive into yeah, that I'd love to do that. Would be, yes. would be really cool. Yes, her streams on Dark Souls are wonderful, and you can watch them over at Twitch. It's twitch.tv 
com slash fanfight, nope. right? Nope. Twitch.tv slash fanfight. Twitch.tv. Twitch.tv. I was like, my brain was like, twitch.com.tv. And I was like, no. Justin.com.tv. Justin.com. Jesus. Livestream. All right. So for links, speaking about links, you can find me at Twitter at Hardimicia. That's heart I M. E-C-I-A. That took me a little bit. Yeah. Merit, where can people find you on the web? Um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter making Muppet fans mad at me. So mad. Um, mm-hmm. And Lord of the Rings fans. And pictures of... <laughs> you just, like, get, just, just don't be mean to Kermit it. and just don't get seduced by the power of the One Ring. It's easy. I could do it. <laughs> I and pictures love of your cat. I'm, I'm at Merit K on there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and there's a picture of my cat that everyone loves and gets gets excited about and she can't open the can it's very funny it's great stuff Um, (laughs) that was like a week ago y'all we all had a great time with it last year i don't know like i just keep thinking about it because i remember that both john and i missed that tweet and then i saw it while i was like maybe on my sleep meds which is like extra unhinged natalie and i just remember gasping when i saw it it's a very good yeah it's so good she'll get there yeah, yeah she'll, she'll get, get there. there. I believe it. She'll get there. Maybe after six hours. Uh, <laughs> Steven, where can people find you on the internet? That's at Steven Strum on Twitter. S-T-E-V-E-N-S-T-R-O-M. Yes. And John, where can people find you? You can find me at Floppy Adult on Twitter. Hell yeah. Uh, you can also find our podcast producer, Jordan Mallory, at Jordan underscore Mallory, question mark? Yeah, that's it. You got Hell it. Hell yeah. We did this every week, and my brain still struggles <laughs> to remember. I still have yet to get John's title right on a single podcast. I'm not even going to try. Like, I'm not even going to try <laughs> to make it a thing. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> editor of head is it's what I've been told. So. Uh, you know, there is something that we do remember to do every week, though. That is true. Merritt, do you remember? Merritt, do you remember what we do at the end of the show? Yeah, we boil up a nice hot potion (laughs) and we just, we just, I've learned that Natalie doesn't drink hot drinks, but I feel, I hope you'll try (laughs) a hot potion with me. I will. Boil boil up a nice pot of, of delicious potion and we just, uh, we go, uh, decask it and go, (laughs) 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 and we burn our throats very badly. Thank you.